0: Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. Amen. Praise God. You guys could be seated. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus amen hallelujah that is usually a time to turn the lights up amen when yeah when there's be seated that's the lights come up gentlemen praise the lord i don't want to preach on this but just as i was reading the scripture i don't know why this happens if you guys don't know who i am this is your first time being here i want to let you know my name is john r butcher senior the r stands for random you guys know why am i random because i just get random sometimes i go down rabbit holes all the time and i'm squirrel i do those kind of things so just get along with the ride put your seatbelt on and get ready praise the lord i'm sitting here reading the scripture and as i'm reading the scripture just because the way i see things i see pictures and and i i just see things and i'm seeing seeing this when jesus asked the the man the father he said how long has this been happening and then the the father said the spirit often throws him into the fire And into the water trying to kill him and as i began to look at this and and please i mean you know if you guys are all about hermeneutics and all that other stuff you guys can talk to me later but i'm just telling you what i just seen and it says the spirit often throws him into fire or in the water and and i started thinking about people today what spirit is causing you to always get into the fire what is always trying to kill you there is a spirit that's around you that is listen to what i'm telling you he is assigned to you to push you towards the fire and push you to the waters but then jesus turns around and he goes okay all right i get it i get it keep telling me and then finally the father looks and says have mercy Have mercy on me. Now, do you guys realize that the father is not just pleading for himself? He's not just pleading for his son. He's pleading for his whole family. I can just imagine. I don't know about you, but I got four kids. Okay, and there might be one that needs help, but when I'm saying Have mercy on me, Jesus. Have mercy not just on me, but what about my wife who's a mother? Have mercy on her. Have mercy on their brother and sister. Have mercy on all of us. And then we turn around and go, God, if you can. God, if you can, heal me. God, if you can. Is that not some of our prayers right now? God, if you can. And the Lord said, what? What you mean? If I can. Think about our prayers, saints. A lot of times we are praying to God, and this this is what the scripture says, you have not because you ask not. But when you ask, you ask amiss or you ask wrong. Sometimes we got to have faith. Anything, not some things, not a few things, but anything is possible if a person believes. Amen. Turn to Mark 11, 23 and 24. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes that those things he says will be done he will have whatever he says therefore i say to you whatever things you ask when you pray believe that you receive them and you will have them no yes amen amen now some of you guys are talking about what i've asked for a lot of things and i ain't got time to sit down and 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 preach about this because people the whole word of faith doctrine and everything else like that i get it i believe in it but sometimes people just come up we're asking god for all kinds of stuff but is it is it in god's will when you have the heart of god your your desires will line up for what god has for you not for yourself people are talking about i want to be rich i want to be famous to the glory of god you ask you have not because you ask not and when you ask you ask amiss you're asking for the wrong things sometimes there's things that you want that isn't for you you're like well i do this for the for the i want to do it for the kingdom no you want to do it for yourself to glorify yourself in God's kingdom. Now, as we read our scripture verse this morning, I see a principle of God that He wants us all to live by. If you notice, Jesus used a mountain to illustrate to the disciples about faith. It was Jesus saying, if you're going to believe in something, then believe on something big. Believe in something big. I I don't know. I mean, I know this is crazy. Please, please. But I'm just trying to illustrate. If you're going to believe God for the apartment, why not just go, you know what? Lord, I know I want this apartment, but I'm going to go above and beyond. I want the house free and clear. Thanks. Maybe maybe you already got a house, but I'm trying to tell you, go for something big. I want to go for the mountain and not just go for the molehill. God wants us to go big. Now, for some of you that's been here for a while, I'm going to let you know I preached this same message I'm about to preach to you in 2014. And I believe now is the time to hear it again. <laughs> and again, I say unto you, why does, listen, this is what happens in, in, in church. And I'm just going to let you guys know something for pastors, preachers, want, want to be preachers, all that other stuff. We always are looking for a great message to preach to people. But sometimes we just need to use that same message over and over and over again until people get it. Well, why is a pastor always talking about giving? Because people ain't getting it. I didn't get too many AM, amens with that one. But if I talked about getting, getting blessed, everybody's going to get up and shout, whoa, hey, yes, Lord, touch me, God, heal me. Now, as you know, faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. Now, I don't know who needs to hear this this morning. But I know I need it. Sometimes I got to preach to myself. And you guys are going to be allowed to hear me preach today to myself. And if you want to amen, you go ahead if you want to. So as I said before, God wants us to go big. Now that word big is an acronym for believing in God. God wants us to go big. Everything that we do should Do believing in God. We often limit God to what we can actually comprehend, but mistakenly we think that God is no greater than our capacity to believe. I know when I had needed the heart transplant, my wife said, You know what? We we want God to heal Pastor John. Some of you guys watched the whole video and everything, but she started getting specific. She said, look, I just don't want him because they they had me on machines that were going to keep me alive. And that's what she was saying. Look, I just want my husband to be alive and everything else. She was saying all that other stuff. But then all of a sudden, the Lord told her just straight up, you need to ask for something big. And she said, I don't want him to just have a heart. I want him to get the right heart right now. And she was specific. But some of us will only believe past the, 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 the point of our belief. Like, you know, I can't believe that God would do this for me. But I want to ask you guys something. Is your God too small? Is there anything, anything too small or too big for your God? God will ask you to do things that are impossible without him because it requires faith. Hmm. see that kind of limitation comes from reasoning it takes place in your head jesus said this watch this if you can believe and not doubt in your heart there's a difference between believing in your head and believing in your heart if you believe on the lord jesus Saying what you believe in your minds and what we believe in our hearts are two completely different things. When you believe it in your head, you talk about it. When you believe it in your heart, you be about it. There's a big difference. I hear it all the time. When you believe in your heart, you are willing to give yourself relentlessly in the pursuit of your belief coming to pass. That's why the Apostle James said this. If you ask me of my faith, I will show you my works. Some people talk about what they're going to be, but I don't see them doing nothing. Most people believe that eating right, exercising daily will give us the body we dream of, but because it's not in our heart. We don't pursue it. We don't sacrifice. We don't do without. And we don't go the extra mile because our belief hasn't made the 18 inch jump from our head to our heart. Come on, y'all. And I'm, I'm not going to look at anybody or anything else like that. But there's some people in here to talk about, well, you know, I want to go to school and I want to do this. You haven't even filled out an application. Just because you said, now I believe and I have faith that one day I'm going to be doing something good for the kingdom. Mm. well, what are you doing? Where's your faith? Just because you believe it in your head doesn't mean anything. When it's in your heart, I'll begin to see it. I'll see it. If, if you ask me about my faith, I'm going to show you my works. God desires us to believe in him. God is a big God. And when he gives us dreams, they're going to be big also. When it's a God-given dream, when it's a God-given gift that he gives to us, we see that through the Bible where God gave dreams and visions to people that it seemed impossible. Come on, you guys. Some of you guys are reading your Bible. He told Noah to build an ark. He told Abraham that he was supposed to have more children than the stars in the heavens. He told Moses that he would set Israel free and take them to the promised land. He told Solomon that he would build a temple. And he told Nehemiah that he would rebuild the temple walls. All these dreams would be impossible if they didn't go big, believing in God. Now, there is a significant factor that we can't leave out in this whole thing. Every time God gives a vision, he will give us provision for the vision. When most people think of provision, we think about supplies, and that's part of provision. But provision is anything or anybody that can make the vision become a reality. See, just because people give you the supplies to build a house doesn't mean that you have the manpower to get the house built. Just to let you guys know, Noah didn't build the ark by himself. He had a family to help him build that ark. Abraham couldn't concede children on his own. Hello. Sarah had to come into agreement with the vision now watch this then when isaac was born he kept the vision alive then jacob continued with the vision and gave birth to the nation of israel i'm talking about generational here because oh i'm getting ahead of myself but it's okay i'll come back to it but sometimes we always think that the this plan that god gives you to be great and all this is for you for today but sometimes God wants you to do something, not for you, but for the generation after you and the generation after you. We didn't start this church just for us to be of a place for you to worship. We started this church for my grandchildren and my children's children and my children's children. My sacrifice yesterday is going to be for my children's children tomorrow. But we got to do it big. Moses wasn't by himself. He had Aaron to speak for him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The vision was to set Israel free. Yeah. And he had to go to talk to, if you guys don't even know about, did you guys know that Moses had a stuttering problem? No, he couldn't talk. He was like, And he turned to look let, Aaron. Aaron let, 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 people go. But then, watch this, after he let the people go, watch this, listen, listen. Aaron spoke for him, but then he had Caleb go and spy on the the promised land. And then he had Joshua go out and lead his armies. Nehemiah wasn't by himself. He took people with him who believed the vision that God gave him. And they gave themselves relentlessly in the pursuit of the work to rebuild God's temple. They had to do it big and he didn't want to do it just you know nehemiah didn't do it just for him nehemiah did it so that in the house of god would be able that the house of god would be a place for people to come worship not today not tomorrow but forever god wants this place the building christian fellowship to be a place that would be a place of spiritual significance a place of spiritual influence and a place of spiritual impact Now, I want to say this in your ear today. So just so you can get this, God has given me a vision for the Building Christian Fellowship. And I need you to get a hold of all of this, that I want the Building Christian Fellowship will be a place of spiritual significance, a place where people could come and meet God in a real, relevant way, to have burdens removed and yokes destroyed, a place where signs, miracles, and wonders take place, confirming the word of God that the Building Christian Fellowship will be a place of spiritual influence. Why? Because we're a praying church, a church that prays without ceasing, changing and setting atmosphere, a place that makes us such an impact on this city that we would have favor with the government, with the officials, with the police, and we can go out to our community and change lives and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. That the Building Christian Fellowship would be a place of spiritual impact. The building will be known for fulfilling the Great Commission by evangelizing to our local community. That we would be known for having the most diverse congregation in the Fairfield-Susun area. We would have after-school programs. We would have people here create businesses, the places where people can be employed from our church. I don't know about you and I don't know what's going on for any other churches in this community. They can sit down and twiddle their sanctified thumbs until Jesus comes. But I know one thing that we're going to be about God's business because we're going to do it big. We are going to be a church that is giving, growing and glorifying God. I'm here to tell you today. That you are provision for the vision. You are provision for the vision not your money not just your time but your time your talents and your treasure so many people here you know and i know this and and i'm I'm speaking some people here might be business owners and they're like look i don't want to be part of this i I, I don't want to do this but you'll throw money at things and i thank god for the money don't get me wrong we'll do great work with it but what i'm more What I'm more concerned about is a person's spiritual well-being. God's going to take care of this house. I'm sorry, I, I, do you, don't, people that were here and left. I've I've heard it as a pastor. People, thought, I'm going to ta- I'm taking my tithe with me. Go ahead, go wherever you go. God takes care of this house, and He has taken care of this house since we started. I've seen it. I, we've been, we've been, we've been abundant, abundantly blessed, and we've been on our knees praying. But God takes care of the vision. Somebody, and matter of fact, every one of you has something to offer to make this dream a reality. Everybody does. And this is what I want to do. I literally... I'm sitting here trying to tell myself that there are people here that are going to make this vision come to fruition. In 2014 when I preached this message and the Lord told me he says listen I need you to do it believing in me. And I remember phase 1. Some of you guys don't know. We started off in this space right in this corner. And the God told me he says listen Go and talk to the owners and see if we can work something out. God gave us favor. Now, I, I, I don't want to preach this, but I do want to just tell you that when the, the Israelites, when they were getting ready to get set free, people don't realize this. this I'm going to help you this. When, when Moses came and told the children of Israel, he said, listen, God's going to cause favor to fall upon the children of israel and he's going to prick the hearts of the egyptians and he says this is what i want you to do i want you to go around to all the egyptian neighbors and borrow or get some and and just go and get it so what they did is they went and they went and got all the gold all the silver from their egyptian neighbors they just for some reason that god pricked their hearts just give to the israelites you guys aren't catching this. God's the one. Even he did the same thing with Pharaoh. He, he, he directed God uh, Pharaoh's heart during certain situations, and he's doing the same thing for the Egyptians. So when the favor was on Israel, he, they went and got all this wealth. Watch this. So then they come back, and they're sitting on a bunch of wealth. And I bet you, just like right now, as soon as they get this wealth, they're like, man, what are we going to do with this? I can't wait to get me a gold chariot. But God had a desire, and this is what he did. So, after everybody, everybody don't realize this, but unless you read Exodus. So, it goes on. They all crossed the Red Sea. They got set free. The enemies that were before them, you'll never see them again. Egyptians Egyptians are gone. And while they're there, God destructs Moses to build the house of God. Well, how are you going to build the house of God without any materials or resources? Moses said, listen, bring me all your valuables to build God's house. And the people that were great because they were captives, they were in bondage until... Moses came and set them free and now they are in going into the promised land and he said build me a house a place where the people can come worship and sacrifice I'm trying to give you a picture of Jesus Christ is that some of us here have been in bondage all of our lives. And Jesus Christ came and set us free. And now that you're here in the promised land, yeah, you know Jesus, but come and help build my house with the wealth that I've given you. Some people got a lot of gold. Some people got a little bit of gold. But whatever it is, whatever you have to give, why don't you give it all? I know what it's like to give all. Because I'm not gonna ask you to do this thing. This this is not a message about tithes. I'm talking about you being the tithe. The Bible says when you come, it says, you come, it says, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. This is what we're asking from you. We we just don't want you. We want all of you. We always say, God, take all of me. But God don't have all of you until he has all of you. Your heart, your mind, and your strength. He wants it all. And when we give all, we got to go big. I'm gonna bring this to the close. There was this widow in a small town who had lived a life of hardship and struggle. She had no children to care for her, no property to call her own, and no close friends to support her in her old age. The widow knew she had reached the end of her rope, and despite all of her efforts to survive, she made the difficult decision to sell all of her possessions. When she settled all of her debts, all that she had left in her hand was two coins. But being a woman of faith, she knew she could trust the Lord. And with the resolve, born for many years of adversity, the widow made her way to her local place of worship and immediately The widow knelt before the altar. She poured her heart out in prayer. She offered up her struggles. She'd offer up her fears. She sought the peace of God in his presence. And as the widow lifted up her head, it was time to worship her God with an acceptable sacrifice. As she waited patiently in the offering line, she noticed some of the onlookers and could hear some of them mocking and saying things like, what kind of offering could this poor widow actually give? But she wasn't distracted by the onlookers. She wasn't distracted by the loss of her husband or her possessions. The widow was focused. She was persistent. She was determined to not let anything keep her giving. And now it's her turn she stops in front of the offering box she reaches into her satchel she grabs her last two coins and stretches out her hand and drops them into the offering box but meanwhile in Luke chapter 21 1 through 4 it says while Jesus was in the temple he watched the rich people drip dropping in their gifts the collection box then the poor widow came by and dropped in two small coins i tell you the truth jesus said this poor widow has given more than all the rest of them for they have given a tiny part of their surplus but she poor as she is has given everything she has saints of God she gave all she went big I don't know if you know this or not but during those times there wasn't no 401ks there wasn't no cryptocurrency when a woman was a widow she had nothing to support her all she had left to her name was two mites two coins and that represented everything she had and she said if i'm gonna give god my all i'm gonna give him everything and those two coins didn't represent what she had in her hand those two coins represented her life because she didn't know where her next meal was coming from she didn't know where she was gonna sleep that night she didn't know all she knew is she did it believing in God but I ask you today do you believe in God do you believe in his vision now is your opportunity to uh, to take a jump in jump in believing not from your head but to your heart giving yourself relentlessly in the pursuit of your belief coming to pass somebody look at your neighbor and say do you believe God? I say this because I know that there's people here believing God for something. First of all, I want, I want listen, listen to me. I don't know what, what, what you're believing God for. But first, I just want you guys to first just say, Lord, I'm not going to ask you for anything. But first, I just want to give you my heart. And as I give you my heart, God, line my heart up with yours. So that my heart, when I pray, that my desires will be fulfilled because they're your desires. Not about what I want. Elisha gave up everything. He took his, his cows and had a, a, a picnic, fed everybody, took his plows and, and gave them out just so he could follow God. He gave everything. And God's asking you today. For the vision that Jesus Christ died for. That all men should come unto repentance. That we could believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Not in our head, but in our heart. So when somebody looks at you, it's not about how many scriptures you know. They go, well tell me about your faith. And you go, you know what? Don't ask me of my faith, but I'll show you my works. Because I am for the vision that God has given not just for me, but for God's church. Do it big. Believe in God. The time is at hand and the opportunity is yours. It's to give your heart to Jesus Christ and believe in him. Amen. Amen. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. you're in here today like I said earlier the one thing the Lord wants from you is not your money he wants your heart I know you believe in the Lord and some of you even saying this you know I'm a spiritual person yeah there's spirits all right. because remember I said earlier about the spirit that drives people into the fire and drives them into the water well that might be the spirit because God would never lead you in a place that would bring you to destruction. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want to pray with you today. If that's you today, I'm just going to ask you to meet me here at the altar. Is there anybody in here that wants to give their life to Christ? Second is this. Right now, if you are out of fellowship with Christ, I want to ask you to say, you know what? I just want to come back to the Lord and just rededicate my life to him. If that's you, I want to ask you to just come on up. Come on up. I want to pray with you. We have the prayer team here. just to let you know if you're that person that doesn't know you're like man i think i'm saved but i don't know because things have been happening now's the time to make that declaration come up here and just pray and and we'll pray with you we can't pray for you but we'll pray with you and third if you're in need of healing or just praying or you're believing god for something specific We're going to ask you to come on up. We want to pray with you. We want to believe with you. But now's the time. The opportunity is now. Let's pray.